for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. to the hoedown showdown i'm your host tom quiet and that was bourbon looking glass by our next featured guest marie from uncommon crossroads how's it going today marie it is wonderful how are you doing great you know it's 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 hot but you're in arizona so i'm gonna lay off the heat right now because i'm sure it is not much better where you're at well arizona arizona wanted me to say something good about it so is as this interview started it is raining right now so i love arizona at the moment nice we haven't had rain in like a month and a half and they're talking about like wildfires and i'm like great that's what i like to hear yeah but excited to have you on uh we played we were first introduced to you about a week and a half ago or two episodes ago and uh we we just kind of came across your music and you'd mentioned that you had a new uh new album dropping actually the week after we played your music so it's like okay cool let's uh let's get this set up so um really excited to have you on uh kind of what's the origin story of uncommon crossroads it's a long origin story. So I'll try to give you, I'm not good at talking in short sentences. So I'll try to no, give you the brief version. You're good. Um, <laughs> I've been a musician. Well, I've played guitar and sing all my life for like 20 years now. And I just did it for fun. And then that year, all the COVID stuff happened mm-hmm. and life just kind of shut down. I happen to have a baby at the same time. So everybody dealt with all sorts of fun effects of that climate. So I just, I handled that by getting really depressed and I realized I needed to do something with myself. So that's when I started writing music. I'm in, I, my background's in English, but I've never done any type of creative writing in my life. And that state I was in was what sparked the creativity. I started writing music and then I was like, these aren't bad. And I'm like, but I don't want to sing them by myself. I need a band. So I went and found some very wonderful people to play music with me. We started playing and I was like, well, this is boring. We need to go somewhere and play. So I started booking venues and gigs and all these nice places let us play. And eventually we got better and we got paid and we kept playing more places. And uh, about, gosh, it's probably, it's been two years ago this month that I started writing music and about a year and a half I've had the band. And then this January, I was like, all right, guys, we're making an album. We recorded a bunch of songs and here we are. And so you were in Arizona when you kind of, started pursuing this yes Um, tucson is where all my music happiness has happened so far nice it's what's the uh, scene like in tucson what's the independent scene like it's massive there are so many singer songwriters and amazing bands here in tucson and i'm surprised most of them are not famous already Hmm. and I would love to have us all heard outside of Tucson because there are some very talented people here, very inspiring people, very encouraging. It's a very, for me at least in music, it's been a very welcoming, supportive and creative community where I've, you know, I can send song lyrics over to a friend and they'll give me ideas back. We go to each other's shows, share each other's events. You know, I feel like I've, that's where my friends come from now is, is my music work. 
That's, that's really cool. I'm glad that Tucson has a scene like that, you know, because I've throughout the more of the last three and a half years or so since the pandemic struck and we moved everything online like this, a lot of the people that I've met uh, from Tucson end up leaving. Like they'll go out to like, uh, you know, Nashville, Austin or whatever. And so like I had a, and obviously during the pandemic, you don't really have a true sense of what the scenes like because everything was shut down and, you know, all yeah. that stuff. But no, it's really cool to hear that there's a lot of like a lot a real community there where it's like everybody's kind of looking out for each other. Whereas, yeah, you may not get along with one person or the other person, but as musicians, you're kind of there for each other. It's definitely been a very good, very good place for me to start music. Nice. Um, and so when you were sitting or when you kind of started playing around with the idea for this band Uncommon Crossroads, what was the initial thought? Did you always kind of want to be a Americana country rock folk, you know, like a melting pot like that? Or what was the original thought? Well, it was all my own thoughts because I had no experience in the music industry whatsoever. And I'd played covers all my life to that point. And I was like, well, if I'm going to go out and do this, I'm going to play my own music. So my trick was to write songs that people think they've heard before. I'm very familiar with like popular country. Well, mm. to me, popular country, well-known stuff. So I got around the whole, you need to play covers, which I do by the way now. Yeah. Um, but initially I didn't know anything about it. So I'm like, and I did actually, we, we played for a whole year going off of an original set list and we got yeah. rebooked. So I really wanted to play original music. And then lately I've been working back in some covers that I'm like, I feel this song. I can sing this song. Well, I can mean this song when I yeah. sing it. So. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with performing covers because, you know, even when you go oh, to yeah. like the, even when you go to like these big line, big headlined concerts, they throw in covers. Like uh, everybody seems to be one of, or everyone seems to want to play like Tennessee whiskey or friends in low play, you know, just like all, all these different like classic hits and it's mm -hmm. just it's cool because they put their own little twist on it and as long as you're kind of doing that and making it your own and you're not just playing it verbatim like how it was written i think that's you know that's really cool so and the, but the other thing to keep in mind as a performing musician that's getting paid by a venue you're yeah. you're first and foremost an entertainer and people mm -hmm. love to hear what they already know yeah and so i'm trying to work with that and at the same time like but i'm doing this because i love it so let's mm -hmm. play songs i love that means something yeah. to me actually when i first started doing like web articles for live and amplified i wrote a whole, whole theory on how to use cover songs to your benefit oh. without being labeled a cover musician send me that yeah so it's like basically it's all in how you lay everything out so it's like you mm -hmm. you want to kind of lay it out and like draw people in you get them interested you put throw in some of your originals and then you bring yep. them back in with the cup like if you feel like you're losing them you bring them yep. back in with you know so it, it's a kind of a chess match but uh -huh. like after going to plenty of shows it's like okay i, I kind of see where people start to fall off with the original music you know so especially at bars when you end up when you're kind of in that weird place where it's like okay we're in, here to entertain them, but sometimes you just kind of become that weird background noise where people aren't really paying attention, but you want them to. 
Mm-hmm. How so, do you get their attention? Yeah. That's when we straight we go straight for playing Walk the or um Wholesome Prison. We're like, we'll yeah. always get them to listen. And then you throw in a song that you wrote that sounds kind of similar afterwards, mm-hmm. maybe another one. Yeah. And then you come back with something else that they know, or maybe yeah. they don't know very well, but they think they've heard. <laughs> yeah. They, that's really yeah, you know, a lot of musicians will kind of find a, a cover song and then one of their originals and kind of try and bend them together. So it's like mm-hmm. you're playing the cover song and you draw them in, and then it's like if you're really smooth with it, it's like, oh hey, we're in an original song here. So yeah, that's cool. There's a strategy. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um so you released a new your first album, uh a Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I math is I not think re- it was I think it was last weekend. So not as in two days ago, but like just yeah. over just over a week. Yeah, because it was uh July 29th, I believe. Yes, um, thank you. I'm terrible with dates. I'm sitting here, I'm <laughs> trying to do math, and I was like, just say the date. Stop trying to do math. You're yeah. <laughs> um so when you sat down uh to write this album, it was the initial you mentioned that the initial intent was to write for an album correct actually no these um i never knew i was gonna make an album i didn't Mm -hmm. know where this was gonna go if we'd even be anywhere approaching successful when i started i was just like i love this we're doing this and it was working at a really i put together a really we our band really synced up at the beginning of the year i'm like let's make an album so i picked songs i'd written that our band liked performing that i personally enjoyed a lot and I, songs that I also felt fit really well together. Apparently, I have a thing about driving. All my, all those, almost all of them were about driving. Nice. <laughs> um, so I paired a bunch of songs together, and that's how we, that's how we came up with the album. Nice. I, I could tell it was about driving. Like when I saw red lights, I was like, okay, that's that's a drive. And I, I was connecting the theme pretty quickly after that one. So, <laughs> um, so the two songs that we're featuring on this segment are from the album. Uh, bourbon yeah. looking glass and red lights are where do they kind of rank in the uh how old they are as far as are like the newer songs older songs where, where do they kind of rank those songs i believe i wrote about a year ago and i was going through a rockabilly music phase yes um that's a lot of how i get inspired by music is i'll listen to a certain type of sound that i'm like i want to have a song like that so i was listening to a whole bunch of music like um trying to remember one pass a get down dina by core blund stuff that sounds like that and um poison apple who's which is on the album red lights and bourbon looking glass i wrote all at the same time and so yeah that's that's about a year ago i'd say for sure which is funny those are the three songs that are getting like poison apple was the song we played the first go around or two two three weeks ago and yeah so the fact that they were all written right around the same time is very very (laughs) serendipity i guess so um kind of moving looking at uh the album now it's been out for a few couple of weeks what's kind of going through your mind right now that the album's out and it's out for everybody to hear so it's business um my goal one day I was told I'm supposed to speak my intentions even if I'm very shy about that my goal is to be a famous musician in the Americana scene one day <laughs> ha, how is that, that works. um and the thing with making it in the music industry is you have to there's no business there's no like plan of success there's no like do this do this do this you're going to be successful you have to work like you're going to be successful and then just hope you get lucky one day <laughs> so 
and I'm not really like being mentored by anybody. There's nobody that I'm working closely with telling me what to do next. So I just sort of look at everybody who's a little bit ahead of me and I'm like, what are they doing? Right. Well, the next thing is you're not getting anywhere if you don't put out an album. So mm -hmm. we put out the album. The next thing I'm realizing is you have to, you have to rank on Spotify. People have to listen to your music yeah. or Spotify doesn't, it's like you don't exist. Mm -hmm. So the next thing is figuring out how to promote this album, get it to new, to new listeners. So thank you for having me because yeah. I hope everybody goes and listens to my yep. album after this. Um, so just figuring out how to promote it. But the down, the trick with that though, is some people have money to pay for promotion. Mm -hmm. All of us in my band are independently poor and <laughs> we make our, we, all the money we spend on our music, we make from our shows. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, how do we promote this without money? Yeah. So promotion is the next step. And then the goal to, the reason you need to promote your stuff is because I want to book us at bigger shows. I want to <laughs> open for bigger bands. I want to mm -hmm. play festivals. Um, I'd love to pick a management company to pick us up. And I've talked to these kind of places. The thing is though, if you don't look like you have a lot of followers on your social media yeah. and on your Spotify, they're like, well, you can't draw. So I'm like, all right, I feel like I'm going to circle here. We're going to figure this out. So right. promotion is the next big step. Well, since we're on that topic, I will give you every ounce of knowledge I've learned over the last 20 Yay. years. So, um, the best thing that I could tell people is to just get out and play shows. Like that is the hands down best Doing promotion, that. uh, you know, like Tucson, what's within like a two, a good two hour drive of Tucson Phoenix. And then can you, so we're already very established in Bisbee. <laughs> Thank you, Bisbee people. We've been down to Patagonia. We've played in Rocky point, Mexico. My goal, my next market that I'd mm -hmm. like to get into is Phoenix. And to that end, I spent yesterday walking around Gilbert talking to venues. So nice. hopefully awesome. we'll be up there soon. So we're almost booked out for this fall, but we need to add new locations. Mm -hmm. Phoenix is a big one for us. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, actually Patagonia. I th think my buddy's band played there. Patagonia Lumber Company. I think they, yeah, that's they the did, only place <laughs> uh, last uh, summer, they did a tour of Arizona and they were like, dude, there are so many cool spots in Arizona. We want to tour it again. And I'm like, well, I, like Bisbee was one of them. They played in Bisbee. Mm -hmm. and yeah. So it, it was like, maybe next towns. time I'll, maybe next time I'll go to them. But mm -hmm. um, for Spotify, make sure you do not pay somebody to like uh, promote, like, don't pay anybody because that that's just opening you up for a whole different headache. But uh, yeah, playlists, no, we're not doing that. Playlists are key, like trying to get on playlists and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, single, like releasing songs sing singularly. Like I know mm -hmm. you're trying to promote the album, but mm -hmm. as you kind of get to the point where you're starting to work into your next record, like record more music and whatnot, start thinking singular, like releasing them as singles. Like I know the album is great. I love when people release albums because it's a full body of work. But unfortunately, in this day and age, it's like singles. That's that's kind of mm -hmm. where it's got to be. Um, and yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff I could sit here and tell you, but people will start tuning out because it's like, yeah, we don't care. You, so. I will write you and yeah. I will ask you all these questions because I have them. And I appreciate your time. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I've spent so much time over the last seven years, like talking to musicians that it's like, I want to pass on this knowledge and I want other musicians to pass on their knowledge and all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, so as you kind of look forward, 
expanding out into new markets. That's something that you're into and you're looking for. Um, how often are you playing shows right now? Is it like uh, several times a week, a couple times? Like how often are you playing right now? So January through May, we were doing one to three shows a week. The summer, we slowed down because mm -hmm. Tucson kind of slows down. So we were doing yeah. like one a month, something like that. And also, I have family stuff. Yeah. My drummer had family stuff, guitar player too. So in this season, we're right now, we've, we're booked about every almost every weekend through December. Um, we're trying to balance it out because like in real life, I have five kids that I homeschool too. Mm -hmm. So my husband's like, you should be home. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How am I going to do this? And so anyways, we're trying to balance that out. I'm looking actually at, um, because there's also like an issue of oversaturation. If mm -hmm. you play the same market too much for, for at a place where people can hear you for free, even if the venue's paying you, yeah. you're never going to go buy tickets to see you. Yeah. So I'm trying to balance that out with um, making money, getting heard, all of that yeah. stuff. So I'll figure it out. And I think how I'm doing that is I'd like to go to, different places to play mm -hmm. that we haven't that that are outside of Tucson. I want to go on tour actually yeah. one day. I want to go to Texas. I want to go to Colorado nice. and I want to get back up to New Mexico. Nice. See where, see where yeah, we go from sure, there. For sure. It, it you know just getting out and doing it is the best way. Like there's so many places in Southeast New Mexico that I know are always looking for musicians and whether they're paying or not, I can't speak to that because you know, it, that's not my business, but you know, they're all, they're always looking for musicians. So, I will um, you. yeah. Uh, so one thing we're going to do here before we wrap this up, it's been a little bit since I've played this game. So I hope you like playing games. Depends what it is. And if I'm going to lose, <laughs> no, there is no winners. There are no losers. So I guess that's kind of defeats the purpose of calling it a game. But anyways, uh, this is called that. That's called, or this is called That's So Random, and I have a random question generator, and I'm going to ask you five random questions that the generator thinks is... Please say there's no wrong answers. No wrong answers. <laughs> okay. So if you're ready, we're going to play That's So Random. All right. What movie have you gone to see on opening night? None. I can't afford it, and I can't get a babysitter. <laughs> Fair. Very fair. When listening to music, do you listen more to the lyrics or to the instruments? I love that question. Um, I probably hear the beat first. For sure. Awesome. You're a genie who is incredibly bad at granting wishes. Unfortunately, you're still compelled to grant whatever wish your master demands. How do you grant the wish, make me the ruler of the universe? through practical means. Okay. I'm very confused by that question. Oh, jeepers. I feel like I'm going to say something inappropriate. <laughs> I don't know. Um, make me the master of the universe through practical means. Master of the universe. Play on words. Um, Give him a job at Universal Studios. I don't know. That works. That works. I'm good with that. Uh, what four apps do you use most on your phone? Oh, easy. Facebook every morning, promote my shows. Instagram. Um, Time Tree to check on my calendar. And what's the other one I use all the time? 
oh, Spotify for artists to watch my numbers go up. <laughs> I wish I I wish I had the product or podcast or Spotify for podcasters on my phone, but it's just I yeah I, I'd sit there and lose so much time trying to figure out why my numbers aren't going up like I want them to. I know our our streams are at over a thousand in one week nice. for that album. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't know how this happened, but look at us. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, that just shows that people are listening. So it, that's yeah. uh, that's cool. Thank you, people. And, and then uh, final question, what's your all-time favorite TV show? TV show? Oh, that's tough. I love shows. Did I have to say just one favorite? Mm-hmm. The show mm-hmm. you can't all miss. Time you TV shows. Well, they're over now. Um. Well, I really liked Nashville when that was out. I'm watch- rewatching Once Upon a Time. Nice. And Foil's War is my all-time favorite, if I had to pick one. Nice. Actually, that, when I was living in Bowling Green, Kentucky, I lived in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and I would get emails once a week from a casting director saying, hey, we're looking for extras for Nashville. Like, oh. whenever, they, whenever they would do, like... Um, concert scenes they were always looking for extras i don't know how i got on the list but i did and i was just like one of these days i probably should just go down there and check it out but at the time i was working 20 hours a week making 750 so a trip to trip to nashville was like a commitment you know so that show inspired so much of my songwriting. Like there are some, inc- I watched that show for the music. There are some incredible musicians on there. And that's probably had a lot to do with honestly why I started writing because got a lot of good ideas. It's all, I honestly will have to go back and watch it. Like I like I just, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, it's on, but I never really watched it. So I'm going to have to go back and watch it now. Very soap opera-y at times, but the music is very good. Hey, I I watch uh uh not Breaking Bad, but um oh, what's the motorcycle one? Um, Hell's, um awkward song. <laughs> yeah, back to me. The the uh yeah that one. I watch that all the time, and that gets very soap opery <laughs> as well. So I can't believe it just escaped. Um, Sons of Anarchy. There it is. There you go. I was like, I tried to start that one, but I would just, if they don't grab me right away, I'm just like, I can't. It, it took a little bit to get me into it, but it was one, one day I was sitting there. I was like, I've got nothing to do today. Let's watch this. And I sat there and just started watching the episodes and it was like, Oh, okay. Now I need to watch the rest of this. And little did I know there was like eight seasons. So. Okay. That's the reason I should watch it. Cause I love it when they go on forever. I have yeah. like, problems with closure and i'm like no i don't want to watch a show that there's just one season i need it like 10 yeah it it was it was definitely good and then they got a sequel out now and it's like i haven't watched the sequel yet i'm not going to start that adventure so yeah but um really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with us uh if anybody wants to check out your music any of that stuff uh where's the best place to find you Oh, thank you for asking. Um, we are Uncommon Crossroads on all streaming services. So please look us up and then you have to click that stupid heart button or it doesn't mean anything. So we're on Spotify as Uncommon Crossroads. We're on Instagram as Uncommon Crossroads and Facebook and YouTube. And we're on TikTok, but I don't do much with it. 
Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really great show videos and behind the scenes stuff um, on our Instagram and Facebook page. That's actually where we're the most active. And if you are looking to book us, it's all put in a very tidy, neat way in our website, www.uncommoncrossroads.com, which I manage. So definitely go check that out too. <laughs> awesome. It's so funny that you said you're most active on Instagram when we met and started talking on Facebook, which is just kind of like. Facebook and Instagram, it's different crowds. Yes. If I want to conduct business, it's usually on Facebook. And then, no, actually, I use them equally for different reasons because different people are on different things. But. Fair. Very fair. Very fair. But really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with us. Appreciate you having me. Uh, we will be right back after this musical break. One last song by Uncommon Crossroads called Red Lights. <laughs> 